He guided me. He guided your penis? <laughs> Listen, bro. Listen, I'm trying to get the information. Long story short, he tells me, okay, we're taking your one visa away from you, if that's your answer. Oh. I just lost my one visa. I can never come back to the United States. Let's go. Your bicep is like, he's got a big bicep though. Like when you were like flexing that shit, I was like, damn bro. He's got a big it's Johnson not. too. That's that too. <clears throat> I got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. You got only one Johnson. Do you think only gay guys get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Oh. It's like two dicks. Cause it, yeah, it's yeah. like across swords. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Still, we still gotta do that OnlyFans DM called sword fight, bro. Yes. That's what about three? Sword fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna be fight? in it? What's, <laughs> are you guys gonna actually? <laughs> Sword fight? Like yeah. yeah. We also like the <laughs> the sequel the sequel's gonna be called Whiplash. Oh shit. <laughs> Starring Trav the Beach Boy. <laughs> Say what, Meow? <laughs> devil de double whiplash. The devil's in the daytime. The devil's in the daytime. <laughs> double Did we start yet? We did. That's that's oh. how we start this podcast. That's how we start oh. this podcast. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to the new podcast episode hey! with Trav the Beach Boy! Me. That bicep, yo, oh. you got a tank top on. He, he's a little scared now. These guys were so jacked, and I was like, oh, if you, I just wanted to like, I, like, I feel make that. it a pattern. I like that. I like that. Hey, yeah. How, how are you okay? We just filmed a video yeah. where we pranked uh, Trav the Beach Boy trying to kiss him. Uh, here's a quick <laughs> snippet. I did on not my main see channel. that coming. Yeah, you guys are terrified. <laughs> What am I gonna say? You know, it was painful. Yeah, it was a little bit hurt. It triggered a lot of my insecurities, a lot of my daddy issues. What can I fucking say, Travis? <laughs> it did not go so well. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Also, your cat was in the way. Yeah. I needed him for emotional support. He's an emotional that. support animal. That's <laughs> why I fucking care. Yeah. That's why I got I feel him. That, I feel that. He's an and emotional now you, get, support now you get the emotional support elephant, you know? Now yeah. You, you he doesn't try to run too. away. I Plus, feel he's that. cute. I Look at that, that tusk. Feel that, yeah. Huh? That's a yeah. meaty, beefy tusk. <laughs> <laughs> beefy tusk, huh? <laughs> Open up, motherfuckers. Elephant titus is coming. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm just So kidding. did you get that elephant because it best represents yourself, or is it because, like, wishful thinking you want to overcompensate for having a small Johnson? Well... <laughs> just say one meow and you'll find that. <laughs> 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 Wow, wow, wow. Cool. I'm just kidding. It's not that... It's it's. I mean, it's cool. I mean, we've it's half half wishful thinking. Yeah, it's pretty half wishful thinking. No, I feel that. I feel that. But I mean, that's a healthy. That's a healthy. That is a healthy. Yes, a healthy test. One hundred percent. That's very healthy test. Yeah. So how how did you feel like when when we came on strong? We tried to seduce you and kiss you. What was the what was the feeling there? Was it a scared? Were were you scared of like the potential thing it might do to your heart? Were you scared that you might like it, or were you just scared? I think I was just petrified. Just petrified. I think okay. petrified is the word. I was <laughs> okay. <thinking. laughs> well, also it was like you know we were having just normal conversation mm -hmm. for like an hour and a half, yeah, like intellectual, yeah, yeah. in-depth conversation. And then you we know switched on the camera, and then we and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys turned yeah. on the camera, and all of a sudden like he's just Jeffy, just like right on the bicep, double rotation. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> That's technique. Like, I've like, seen that before, Jeff. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, was really like, good. Horrible. I do that all the time. Yeah. 
Do you? No, think... but it was different because it was like. It was like yeah, oh, of course, it was definitely yeah. strong. It was definitely we always. Yeah. and it was like also, a joke that didn't stop for like twenty yeah, people, minutes. People like, always wonder because on my on YouTube and stuff. We, we, I mean, we always joke around also off camera about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, you know about mm -hmm, like you know, mm -hmm. like you know potentially double penetrating you at some point. All that stuff, you know. <laughs> But it's always in, in the context of a joke, you know, but in the right. video. Right, there's a ha-ha like, ha at the there's end. There's a ha-ha at the end, yeah. There's no ha-ha-ha this time. There was no ha-ha. It just kept no, going. It just... <laughs> I was getting rapey vibes the entire time for like 25 minutes straight. Yeah. It was terrifying. I feel that. I feel that. But I'm, I'm glad you're fine and you know what's yeah. up now. Um, so do you think you ever, do, do, you, do, you, do you think that in your heart at some point you will kiss a dude and like just have that be something you want to check out? Or do you think like, you know, you're going to close the door on that for good? I don't think you really close the door on anything for good. So yeah. for someone to close the door on anything definitively, yeah. that's that's a powerful I think statement. Jeff closed the door on women pretty much. You know, he said that oh, last time. He's, uh, His last relationship was like, mm, he's like, you know, yeah. He's like, screw this. Vaginas? Don't like them. He hung that phone up. They yeah. break your heart. They destroy your life. And no, they're not good at tossing your salad. But besides, <laughs> besides from that, how's, how's your love life been? Because, you know, we've been through a, a quarantine. We haven't seen you in a couple of months since we went to Hawaii together. Oh, this is for me. This is for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so what, is, what, have you, what have you been up to? My life? Oh, damn. It's been a little bleak. It's yeah. been a little bleak. Uh, I mean... Sometimes I'm afraid you're lonely because... Just I do, some I'm context. an introvert. I get, I get He's an introvert. Little... He lives here in this place. You just, you just bought a condo in Hollywood. Congratulations. You're a, ah. you're a condo. Thank you. I'm a homeowner. You're an established Canadian American man. Yeah. Which now I, I gotta get a green card. That's, <laughs> that's the next step. That's yeah. the next step. So, Make sure I could stay. Yeah. yeah. But you live here with your elephant and your cat, Jacob. Yeah. So some people might call you a desperate cat lady. So what were you, what do you say well when deserved. people? Well, so well how, what would you say to address those rumors? Ah, uh, you're on that microphone like it's a. Anyways. <laughs> um. No, I mean, you know what? I, I, I was a contractor in my prior life, okay? Okay. So I, I owned a pretty good, sizable construction company for 10 years back in uh, Canada. I heard of that. Canada, country. yeah. And um, so, I don't know. I just, I really like, you know, property investment and, and renovating and, like, creating things <clears throat> and, like, designing and, and building and all this okay. shit. So I was like, yeah, right now, LA is so expensive yeah. to live in. To rent, right? So I started running the numbers and I was like, you know, I'm gonna get a penthouse in LA. What's the ultimate dream? Imagine having like a penthouse in like West Hollywood, just like you could see the hills, 100%. have your bros come over to Yo, circle you have, jerk you, I, whatever. I mean, it's just like 100%. I love that. I love that. And I, lo I love, I love your place. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. It's like, but for me, honestly, dude, like, for me, because we're looking at getting a two bedroom together, building a studio in there for a podcast and stuff. But I am always afraid of commitment because once you buy a house, aren't you afraid yeah. that you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, and, and not to scare you, but aren't you afraid that you're going to wake up one day and be like, it's a good question. you know what, LA sucks. I want to move to Mongolia or something, you know? Like, what are you going to do then? Or if something comes up or you have, you find a, you find a girlfriend and she, she wants you to move to New York, you know, that kind of thing? Like, true, yeah. true. And I thought about that because like, yeah, what if you, you know, because especially here, like you meet women from all over. Yeah you know, the country or whatever, but <clears throat> no, I would say like this, I, like before you buy an investment, obviously you got to look at all sectors. Like I, I figured that I was going to live here for five to 10 years and after running the numbers versus renting, mm, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then also like, 
inherently like its property values do really good here. I mean, it's fucking LA. You're right by the ocean. You're right by the mountains. You're right by the desert. You're right by that. everything you want to be. Yeah. It's where they shoot, you know, TV and film. Like it's like, and that's unless I've got the worst luck in the world, property values never dropped here. They just keep fucking going up. It's so inflated. Okay. So unless I got the worst luck in the world in the next five years and they just all collapses on me. That would suck. I hope not. But I mean, that's the risk that you I take. That. So yeah, I see that. that's what I kind of did. It's not like I'm buying it in Ohio and I'm like rolling the dice. Like, yeah. you know, it, turn around, like things sell here pretty quick. I could sell it tomorrow that. for a profit from what I've renovated on it. And you yeah. want to be in LA, right? You want to be in the entertainment industry in the world. Heck yeah. Why? What is your what is your life goal? Do you want to be in LA to hang out with more OnlyFans creators, more jerkle, circle jerks? <laughs> more circle jerks. More, <laughs> what's the goal? Is it like mainly for acting? Is it for uh Yeah, I mean like well that in combination. I mean this I love what I love about LA. So between the circle is... jerks and the acting career, <laughs> like what would you prioritize right now? Like if jerkle if, if circle jerk opportunities are right here and acting's right here, just like, you know, like, you know, where were we? We're at just like like jerkle dick. Tell me tell me when to stop, okay? Touch your rudder. Touch rudder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, which one's which one? This is acting. Circle jerk. Oh man. No, I mean like honestly, the like whatever you're doing here, it's all creative based. You know, yeah. like you YouTubing, you circle per, jerking, per, per, <laughs> apparently circle jerking. But I mean, like it's like it's like, whatever you're doing, as long as it's creative, you this is the place to do it. Yeah, I feel like the environment, the the, it's inherently the spot to create. Yeah, you know whether you're doing music or art or whatever. Yeah, it's like a place. To, it was weird after out. COVID, like I had, a, I had a little dip and it was like kind of odd to see LA dead, you know, and I, I didn't know how it was going to come back because everybody's moving out. Everybody's moving to Miami and stuff, but I, I, feel, I have a feeling it's coming back now with the vaccine. Can everything. I ask you guys a question? You guys were just Absolutely. in Miami. I've yeah. still never even been to Miami. Yeah. What, like, what, where would you say is like, do you think Miami is like, what's the vibe in Miami? Is it cooler to live in Miami, Miami versus LA? Or... Well, I think there's a concern for the government. I was going to ask you that. Like, are you concerned at all about the government right, here? Because yeah. it seems like comedians are like running out of here with their pants on fire. You know what I mean? I mean, are comedians? You they were getting the hell out of LA, bro. They're Specifically going to comedians? Specifically comedians because they're worried about, you know, going to a place. They want to perform in front of people. They don't want to do, oh. they want to do like, well, know, whatever the digital. But thing. I mean, it's pretty open I mean, up now. I think, Every, yeah, with really COVID, I think that's not a concern. I think. COVID, let's hope it is a temporary situation. I hope that like LA yeah. was more locked down than Miami and like Florida, uh, Florida and Texas, obviously. But I do think that COVID now with the vaccine is going to eventually, in the next couple of months, comedy is going to open. Like my, my stand-up comedy, Mike, that I go to, they're open now. I'm going to do one tomorrow. So um, yeah, I think Jeff. that's a, I don't think. That was a question. No, no, no. we'll do your research before you ask the question. <laughs> well, if you ask Joe Rogan, he says the writing's on the wall. So he got out. He's kind of the top of the top. You know? yeah. So you got beef with Joe Rogan or something. Ja Rogan. <laughs> Where is Ja? <laughs> um, I feel that. So I, to answer your question, when I went to Miami, I just got the vibe of Miami being a place where there's a lot of like rich dudes on a yacht and young girls who want to party and do blow, right? Nothing wrong with that, but it's just not my vibe. That's the whole it's, vibe? It, no, 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 it's not, the, really it's, no, it's not the whole vibe. It's not the whole vibe. I gotta say, like, okay, what? I will Wait. say Miami has got a very cool vibe. I love the Latin culture, right? So there's a lot of Latin music, Latin fuego, el, el, el espíritu abierto en, en, en las calles y hay mucha tensión sí, sexual, sí. ¿no? 
there's a lot of like, it's just <laughs> nice. It's a good vibe. But for me to live in a place, because my intention is I want to grow intellectually. I want to grow physically. Right. I want right. to just like learn from other people. You feel like that would be a distraction then? Yes. And I feel like in LA, and I'm not saying Miami has a huge creative scene too. There's lots of artists and stuff, but I just feel like LA, the main intention, it's just a lot more, it's a li I mean, it's more sophisticated. LA is still oh, fucking Hollywood, you know? Right. There are opportunities here. There are That's like TV saying. productions. And Miami is getting, I think Miami is definitely playing, it's shifting a little bit. And LA is kind of like maybe losing that, like, you know, with comedy, for example, like, I think Austin's gonna become another like little whatever second capital of comedy. Like she, can, this is like it's just gonna be more distributed evenly in the U.S. Maybe, but still, LA just the vibe. I felt also the weather, man. It's like sunny all year round, not too humid. Oh, like Miami's too humid. humid is, I mean, Miami's crazy, dude. Like Miami uh, now in the summer is, is gonna yeah. Yeah. There's so many more like-minded people and so many more like people doing the same thing we could do here. Collaborations yeah. you could do here. You can't really do that in Miami. Why? Like, there's like there's a, just there's a handful in Miami. There's a handful of people. It? Especially in the summertime. Everybody gets the hell out, bro. It's like 100 degrees. Oh. You know, sweating full time. Yeah. Think of your nut butter sweat full time. <laughs> I will you say though, need lots of baby powder on the balls. <laughs> I've seen that nut butter. Miami? Extreme. Muy fuego. Oh wow. <laughs> if you went to Miami with your, we just heard about his like. I'm learning his, so much. We heard about his sweaty hands on my podcast that are like, basically serving as lubricant a lot of times in Miami. Mm. He'd be, you'd be ready to like, you know, you can open a hand job. It's like just a drive look at the glycerin. Bro, motherfuckers. you can open like you know how these like this car wash businesses. You can do like a drive a drive by hand job <laughs> business. You I know? can just slap my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Slap myself, you with your yes. nice smooth scrotum. Just That's like, it. boom. <laughs> Would you like your mirrors clean, sir? <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, the best part about Miami, I thought, was the the boat. Being able to go on the boat right that in the middle true, yeah. of the city. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Cool. it's so easy to go, and you got the city in the background right there. Miami has a dope. In of course, this guy's always on wow. some kind of drugs. Yeah, I mean, I Miami is some kind of mushrooms, dude. I don't even know what happened, dude. I just popped those mushrooms and I was on the boat, like fucking. Yeah, up, I mean, dude. Jeffrey, you've Woo. been doing, you've been doing quite a lot of. Um, uh, I've heard he's recently upgraded to acid. Whoa, 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 sorry. whoa, whoa. God, it's not acid. Sorry. It's it's. Next meth. time you do that, I'm gonna start kiss right on the smacker. Okay, I'll never okay. smack again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, but Jeff, I did want to talk. I did want to talk to you about your um, your uh, your um, you know, your relationship with with psychedelic drugs. So uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I mean, last time we met, we were all in Hawaii. You did mushrooms for the first time, and Jeff has really developed a love and extended his love for psychedelics. I saw the dude going to a party in Mexico. It was a cartel party, and he walked in with how many grams of mushrooms? Like a full bag of mushrooms. And the, and the and the cartel took his mushrooms away. You don't fuck with a cartel like this, you know? So the dude is like, I if I had if I had any sort of psychedelics, then I would be like, you know, maybe have as much as I would like to consume, like maybe two little two little, two little mushroomies, you know, Mario, you know, pop a mushroom, and then you know, go over it. But the dude is Oh, sorry. Back to the story. So, do you think the mushroom? What? What? What is it? What that you like about psychedelics? Yeah. What do you like about drugs, motherfucker? First of all, 
Mushrooms are not drugs. <laughs> oh, here we go. I feel bad. They are mind altering. We'll say. Uh, okay. By the way, the cartel they took my mushrooms and they resold them to everyone going in the party, In including him. Are you serious? Including him. He bought his own I, drugs back from oh the my cartel. God. I give him five hundred pesos. They give me one mushroom. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no I've way. Got ten bags. <laughs> uh, well, you know they're studying like acid, LSD, and mushrooms and their effect on like uh, depression. I think it really helped me in the fall time. I was kind of going through a weird spout in my life or whatever, and. Uh, what it helped me to do was. Spout. <laughs> Sorry, I had to catch it. Nobody caught Sorry that. Sorry about one. that. Spout. I don't even know I'm German. I don't understand. Spout. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Spout. Anyways, it helped me to break some patterns of thought. Like, okay. for example, I had all these negative thoughts about my ex because we went through a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Wait, this fall? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, I took a bunch of mushrooms and had this deep introspection. I was bawling, crying. Mm -hmm. And I realized a lot of that pain was actually me missing her and what we had we actually had a really deep connection i was with her for three years every day but before i took the mushrooms it was all negative i was like that bitch she's just an asshole she just does this she takes all this from me she doesn't give a shit about anyone i took the mushrooms i was like wait this pain is actually i freaking miss her mm. so it was a different thought <clears throat> which I feel to like me was kind of groundbreaking. you know it was kind of like an epiphany for me i was mm -hmm. like oh shit because you get these like negative patterns of thought in life that are really tough to break. And I've heard a lot of people having uh, you know, similar experiences as well. So Absolutely. And I'm not saying this to criticize you at all, because I'm on the same page as you. I just like okay. it is a it is something I for some reason when I grew up in Germany, when you hear the drugs, right, it is demonized. And you kinda like put all drugs in the same category, but I think there's a huge difference between those drugs, like mushrooms, that can help you have those introspections versus something that just numbs you and it can all be taken with the right intention right i mean a lot of people they you know use drugs to numb their feelings of like the trauma so alcohol is very numbing like cocaine a lot of these drugs give you that like relief from that trauma you're feeling you know right but i think mushrooms are like they they, they help you you know go more inward and maybe realize some things about yourself you didn't know yeah i could yeah i could definitely see that I have mean, I've done, only you, done it once with you, so you guys. Have, you have not done any. I haven't done anything. Before. No, I did like no, no, just okay. just that one time. But I did grow up around a lot of people on drugs. What a type lot. of drugs, though? Like everything from weed to heroin to everything. Yeah. So like that kind of turned me off. Honestly, I, 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 doing I, I, drugs. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So yeah. like, but yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it all, and it just like to me, I, I guess I'd seen like the really negative side to mm -hmm. drugs. And that mm -hmm. kind of like always gave me a negative connotation to drugs. Also totally. the song, uh, drugs, drugs, drugs. Some are good, some are bad. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Well, think about ask what your you, mom what you or ask your dad. I think it's like, you know, yeah. What do you consider a drug? I mean, do you consider sugar in that category? It's probably much I'm more addicted addictive. to sugar. Right. Yeah. Super addicted it's to sugar. I found that out. Like, than mushrooms. So mm -hmm. do you, do you? Do you have any sugar? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because of government, I think that the problem is that sometimes, like, we don't question things. We don't yeah. educate ourselves. We just, and I don't want to sound like conspiracy theories, but like, if the government made something illegal, it does not mean that it's better or worse, because alcohol is legal. That is clearly harmful. Statistically, alcohol is blowing any other drug out of the park when it comes to the harm you cause to yourself and to other people. So it's hard to justify why this is legal while other drugs are not. And I think the reason for that is that, I mean, people can make money off it too, you know? Like there's a huge money. industry with drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it be prescription drugs. So I think that's, that's always a little bit of a, um, yeah, of, of a problem. There's like fire, any drug can be harmful. I think 
psychedelic drugs for people who have like personality disorders it can actually bring up some negative things as well but just like anything man fire you can use it to cook to stay warm or you can use it to burn down villages you know what i'm saying so yeah right it's all all in context and everything is okay moderation too but i feel like because most of these drugs have an addictive uh connection to it or yeah. whatever that's that's what makes it bad is people just use and abuse to the nth degree if you took acid once it's not gonna kill you can, but if it's like you're addicted do you think to you acid, can get addicted really to acid or psychedelics because i don't know that they don't really have a big stuff. addictive um potential plus you got no brain cells and as a male model jeff i gotta say we have limited resources that's <laughs> limited resources <laughs> we do, that's yeah. of course well if you, look, <laughs> yeah. have you ever seen that drug chart where they like you know oh yeah the, the you did send me that yeah i remember that lsd and mushrooms at the very bottom with addictive uh, the, it's potential. like the most harmful drugs and what do you think is the very top yeah alcohol, alcohol. that's yeah. what i said yeah, yeah. yeah alcohol i really am confused about how that's like been such a normal everyday part yeah. of life never been it's killed so many people yeah. more than any other drug it's it's yeah. weird that that's like the most is, acceptable yeah, that's what I'm saying. crazy right thing. yeah man bro what? i wanted to tell you this i forgot to tell you about this yeah tell me man tell me when we came back from mexico i think because we went to the festival we got put on a list oh my god oh my god Wait, we didn't what? even talk about this last time what festival i was gonna talk about this on a podcast bro Bro, we went to this gay festival in um, in Mexico. I think I invited you, but you were busy renovating your house. Yeah, when well, you so, guys were in Tulum. In Tulum, yeah. Okay. Isla Mujeres is like off off Cancun. Mujeres. Isla Mujeres, yeah. And bro, rolls off the tongue. Just be, exactly. <laughs> and but it became Isla Muchachos because it was a gay festival. <laughs> it was like it was muchachos. a very it was a very gay event, but we loved. I mean, bro. How, how do you think he would have done at the gay festival? He would have run away. He would have like, yeah, he but it's an, it's, an island. It? it's an island that's got hard to run away, bro. Well, well you, they think everyone that goes there. Oh, when yeah, you go yeah. there. It's very, so they'd be like it's very, very intense. intense. Very oh, okay. Intense. Yeah, yeah. So if you went there, you got to expect you're going to get your salad tossed. You might have to pull your pants down and let someone lick your butthole. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, you're either going to enjoy it. Or you're not gonna enjoy it. I had fun there. I had a lot of fun there, bro. Pride is coming up too. July, you know, Pride Month is coming up. I'm excited. I thought it's in June, isn't it? I don't know, like June, July, like it goes. That's always like I feel like Pride Parade is always near my birthday. It is, but I don't know. Some events are in June, some are in July. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. I remember I was on the on the Fourth of July. I was in New York City, and a photographer took me to Fire Island. You know what that is? It is okay. If you think about West Hollywood, you think about the Abbey, you know? Okay. And the Abbey is like, it's like sort of gay, you know? Fire Island is like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it is the most colorful. Like I was like, I, I was a model. I was 19 years old. We're shooting an, an editorial in Speedos. Bad idea. Never shoot that in Fire Island. We went there and I was like on the train. I was like innocent. I was like, hey, photographer, why is there only man on this train and on the boat? And why are they all wearing like underwear with holes in the back? And I was like, I was, <laughs> I was so confused. The, I was so back. confused, you know. And then we went to the um, we went to that um, place, and I it is. Have you ever watched a Discovery Channel? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you have seen like Animal Kingdom when you see like you know just like a deer making sweet sweet love <laughs> okay. with another deer in the bushes. Okay. That's how I felt. Just like it was two dudes. <laughs> you know, I w literally was standing on this rooftop of the guy's house we're staying at, and I look around. And I just see it's the pines. It's called because like all these little like uh, docks oh. that connected between so like, it's just pine super trees. Super intensely sexual. People having just open pure. sex out in the ocean, uh, like 
it's like it's a, it's so just like it's, it's just a huge like orgy on an island. Yeah, wow. and I love the freedom, but like for me that was like I've, I'd never. It's almost like a little too. I had never, and you know how open I am, but like for yeah, me yeah. I'd never seen anything like that before. And we're that shooting this editorial, and <laughs> the photographer lost. He didn't bring an SD card, or he lost it or something. So oh I was no! Like, so I was like, hey photographer, I can get you an SD card. Shouldn't be a. You but know, you too ended much up getting an STI. Yes. <laughs> so I walked around Fire Island where all these guys are like in a very different mindset. I was gonna Hold take on. some photos because I want to succeed as a model, right? So I was walking around like, hey, you person with a huge long dong and a hole in the back, do you have an SD card? And he's like, oh yeah, honey, I have an SD card for you. Why don't you come out? So it was weird, man. But actually, half an hour later, <laughs> I got the SD card. <laughs> I did get the SD card. <laughs> I don't want to talk about like what I had to do what to get do? it. What'd you do? What'd you do? Come on, the kids at home want to know. What'd you do? It was fine. I mean, just like you know, I talked to some people. Like my friend was. He's really humming over these details. I'll tell you that, folks. Pull his penis. I'm trying to get the details out of him. It's up to you, though. I can only I can only go 90 percent of the way. You got to come the 10. Anyways. The reason why I said I'm not gonna hear it then. We had the, we I'm took this huge like loop around because what I actually wanted to go get to is the fact that we were actually on a blacklist because on that Yeah, how did you get on the blacklist for a every single person who was at that festival, Leo, Mojib, Reno Gold, us, we were all searched at the airport for drugs. What? And um Jeff what? happened to have his huge bag with like 13 grams of mushrooms with him. So Jeff, do you want to tell the audience what happened once uh, the border control found your drugs in the United States of America? And please talk right into the microphone. <laughs> well, first of all, Reno tried to warn me before I was going back to the USA and I said, bro, I've been on that blacklist for years. I'm good, like I'm good, you know what I mean? Because then when I showed up, they said, yeah, uh, immigration, you gotta go through secondary inspection. And they said, you're, you're on some list for drugs. And I was like, no, that's bullshit. I have not had any drug charges, anything like that. He goes, we gotta search your bags. I'm like, you do not have consent to search my bags. He's like, we're gonna search them. I'm like, you do not have consent to search my bags. No way. And you just can't do anything. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking like, this is what I pay taxes for to be fucking hassled by immigration. I'm like, bro, you're an immigration officer. Why are you messing with me? But I'm not like, I don't want to get too feisty. Yeah, you don't want to like get into but a fight with At the same time, I'm guy. also like, yo, bro, I got rights. And like, this is not fucking cool. You going through my shit. I'm from America. I'm from America. I've got rights. You can't do this. <laughs> bro, they bro. combed through my bags. I'm talking about every inch. I had it in a nice secret compartment. I only use mushrooms for personal consumption. It's not like I, I'm not selling them or anything like that. And then he found them, and I was like, oh. Where were they? What in was your the look on his face when he, okay, when the officer searched your bags, and then he found this, like, it, it's a very aggressive looking, I've seen the bag before, it looks aggressive, bro. Like, what did he say when he found the mushroom? What was the look on his face? He goes, huh, are these mushrooms? And I was like, I've never seen that. <laughs> did it, wait, did it have the big, like, biohazard symbol on it? <laughs> oh, God. Never seen that before in my life, I could tell you that. Bro, they went through all my medicine oh, bottles. They went through everything. And uh, luckily, I didn't have too much. So they said, hey. You had 13 <laughs> grams of mushroom. Like, what? What, you what is not too, what is like not too much? Bro, I don't, like, that seems like a lot to me. So what, I, they just took it away? So they said, hey, we got to contact ICE, which is, you know, ICE immigration or whatever. But we're going to recommend that uh, no charges are pressed. And we're just going to do a seizure if they agree with it. They called, they agreed with it, and it's just a seizure, but it's a one-time $500 
administrative fee. Bro, after that, like all the female immigration officers were like flirting with me and shit. And I'm like, no, you don't, you don't seize all my drugs and charge me five hundred dollars <laughs> and flirt with me. And then flirt. Bro, with you, I'll I would, flirt with anyone. I would be lucky. Go. I mean, I'm, also for me, it's different because I'm not American. So like, mm -hmm. for me, any, I don't know how. If I was traveling with, I would never travel with drugs. I mean, in general, but like also with, the, you know, knowing that I'm, like, I could be. Fucked. Yeah, they would fuck with you. my immigration status, and I think oh, that yeah, for I would, me yeah. that would have happened to me and us because you're Canadian, right? So yeah. Like, probably we would have not have been as like fine as you. So like, and, you know, they would have fucked. So here's my question: up. Like, how did you guys get blacklisted though? So you were at this Tulum festival party because the immigration officers are homophobic. Anybody that goes to a gay festival, oh, it's because it's like, later on you no, went. I'm kidding. No, no, that, no, no. no I don't know. I, th I don't think it's anybody to do with the fact that it was a gay festival, but just like the um, the fact that it was like a, a music event, and I'm sure there was a lot of drugs consumed there. I'm not gonna. Lie. So it was just purely on the basis that you went to a festival, you probably I, get a lot I, of drugs, so we're blacklisting you. It's like I a assume. high risk for dr like a high probability or something. Because there was something on my thing that said you got in trouble in Miami. I was like, no, motherfucker, I haven't even flown out of Miami. Yeah, that's what we flew. Uh, so just because yeah. you were there, just because you were there, you're already blacklisted you before you even went to the fucking uh, um, airport. Yeah, yeah we were marked. Oh we were my god! So now get this though. This is only this. This is story is like it's it's all good. You know, it's chill. My story though. <laughs> When I flew Is back, because he, he flew back before, he flew back a couple days before because he had a shoot in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I flew back with my girlfriend, my mom, and my videographer, Constantine. And uh, he, so basically, Constantine is a is a German dude. He's been helping me. Uh, I love film, that movie. Con film, film some stuff. Yeah, Sorry, that was great. a side note. And uh, he basically, he's not even, I, I'm not paying him, right? I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him either. No. Sorry. Who are you talking about? I don't know. Okay, Sorry. cool. Then let me tell my story, bro. Okay. It's my podcast. I want to get so kissed. Don't interrupt me. This is a very emotionally charged story that I'm going to tell you. So please okay. sit back and just respect, you know, what I have to say. <sighs> just kind of lay it on me, baby. So I show up. My mom gets in. My girlfriend gets in. She's American. All good. Constantine and I were both Germans. I have a visa. He doesn't have a visa. He's on a tourist visa. We both get pulled out and get sent to this detention room where they want to interrogate us. So we sit down there. This they, is at the airport? This is at the airport LAX. So they make us wait there for like about an hour and a half. And uh, there's, by the way, there's, you can't use your phone. I couldn't tell my, I couldn't text my mom. They didn't know what's going on. I, could, I did not, I couldn't use my phone. And you're there and my mom's just waiting with, for me outside. And they don't have food. They only have like a gummy machine with gummy bears and chips, right? And um, brightly lit, very, very strange. Then the guy interrogates me and he goes like, okay, what's the purpose of your trip? Why are you coming here? And you go like, yeah, I just, you know, I fucking live here. You know, I have some modeling castings, all this stuff. Then they interrogate my friend Constantine and then they separate us. They pull me into the separate room and they literally, I'm sitting down, they tower over me and then they start Dude, saying, you're like 6'10". How are they towering over Because I'm sitting you? down and then they're oh, towering okay. over me. Right, these it. two dudes. And I felt like, you know, have you ever seen these FBI movies where they like, they try to break yes. this? That's literally what happened to me. So they started by saying, and they were so rude. They started by saying stuff like, uh, this was your so why didn't you stop lying to us and tell us how much you pay him? <laughs> So they thought that I was paying Constantine to illegally work for me in the United States. No way. Because he had come to the United States twice as a tourist on a tourist visa for 90 days, you know? And I was like, no, sir, I'm not paying him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, uh, you know, you're risking, lying to an officer gets you in jail. You're risking your uh, one visa right now. And then he said, hey, what? 
Why didn't you tell us what was in the contract you signed with him? And I told them, hey sir, I don't have a contract signed with him. And they were like, you just told us three minutes ago you signed a contract with him. And I'm like, no sir, I didn't. So they put things in my mind. They tried to break me and confuse me. They were trained obviously to Whoa. do that stuff, but they were so rude. And I was like, I think I handled it pretty well. I was pretty confident, but still like, I can see how you could break. And then basically, long story short, I told them, hey, he's not working for me. They were asking why I paid for his flight ticket because I bought all our flight. I bought a flight ticket with Delta for my mom, him, my girlfriend, and myself. And they were like, if he was your girlfriend, I would understand. But why are you pay paying for random dude? Do you have something going on? I'm like, sir, that's first of all that like it's totally like irrelevant. If I if I even if I like you know fuck the dude if he's my boyfriend it doesn't fucking matter. You know like why is it such a big deal? Hmm. Long story short. He tells me, okay, we're taking your one visa, visa away from you, if that's your answer. Oh, Good that's job, right? So they send me back to wait for another like 35 minutes or 40 minutes. In my head, I'm convinced. I'm like, okay, I just lost my one visa. I can never come back to the United States. In my head, and I was pretty okay with them, pretty stoic in those situations. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Life goes on. I was literally already thinking, hey, should I move to Berlin? I was thinking Berlin probably would be the, you know, would make more sense. Maybe spend the winters in like, you know, maybe travel to Mexico, maybe the Philippines. I was thinking about maybe Thailand or the Philippines, get a place there and just like turn my life around. Because I was convinced I lost my one visa and my future in the US. And then he comes back to me like 40 minutes later and he goes like, okay, you're good to go. Sends me out. Constantine though. They kept so he there. gave you your 01? You said, here's he, your 01, you're good to go? Yeah, he, I was good like, to go. I met my mom. It's like the shit you see in movies, it, man. Literally. Oh. So I was good to go. My friend Constantine, they kept him there. I had no, I couldn't contact him. They took his phone as well. He's not an, on an 01 visa. Though, no, right? he's a he's tourist not, visa. And okay. that's the issue. He was on a tourist visa twice and came here for 90 days, but he didn't work here. He just likes being in LA around creative people and stuff. And his friends are here, you know? And because uh, he has a business in Germany doing Facebook ads for small businesses. So, bro, they interrogate him. And at 6 a.m., I hear, get a message from him saying, hey, I can't come in, bro. You know, you got to like, uh, I got to wait here and go back to Germany no. on, my, on my own cost, too. They interrogated him from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. for three hours, man. Oh, my God. He, they kept him there for a total of 30 hours almost. From 6 p.m., he flew out at like 9 p.m. the following day. So, like 27 hours. Jeez. And with, without food. You know, also get that, you know, oh, in this he brightly, eat? in this brightly lit room and then send him back to Germany and he can never come back to the States on as a tourist. And he, he, uh, isn't that fucked up? That and is that, such a corrupt and I, system. I, and I love America, but like after that, I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why are you so, That's this, like, this dude was literally going to come here, spend a bunch of money, just be here, you know, get a hotel. And they reject, it's like, it's, if, if it's that uninviting, then it's like, it's kind of rough. And they were, I think, I don't know if these officers are trained to be assholes, but they were so fucking, they were unnecessarily rude. You can tell me in a nice way that you are, uh, whatever, that you want to interrogate him, but you don't have to like, be so rude and like, because I could handle it pretty well. I think he could too, but I could see how some people like, you can, it can break them and traumatize them, man. It's like, that shit that was would bad. Break, that would break me. That would traumatize the shit out of me. Yeah. Like I, I still like I'm on an O1 visa. Like, what if I can't get back? Like, what are you? You have to sell your stuff. Like, what would you have done? You I would have, have to sell I would have, all your shit. I here? guess so. I would have had Jeff or a friend help me, like break, like you know, finish my lease, sell all my shit, you know, and uh, that sounds like. Such and that's a it, you know. And I was like, damn, bro. And then I was thinking, like, maybe I would have get, maybe I would have like get married to 
Jeff or my girlfriend or Travis or no, you. I'm already no, taking you, Jeff. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Jeff's my boy. Yeah. I've known him too long. But that's so fuck up. Oh, and get this. So you know what? Stay Why? fresh, Cookie. <laughs> that's his new name now, Cookie. I like that. So you're saying you know there's what? a chance. And you know why they, they didn't send him back? Why they said, okay, we have proof that you worked here legally? Right. Which right, he didn't. Right. They went through his phone and found a WhatsApp message, a voicemail he sent to a friend of his from 2019 where he said, Hey man, let's meet up tomorrow in Venice and shoot. And no. that, bro, like, I, I shoot fucking, we can shoot hoops, we can shoot ducks, we can shoot. That's all they had? That's their whole basis. I, I guess, and the so fact that, I mean, he can't get, well, I guess there's no point, but like he can't get a lawyer and fight that or nothing. They maybe, just, maybe, but like. They just want to be assholes? They just didn't like this guy or something? Like, maybe, what's the, maybe, I mean, they didn't. Did they just like, randomly pick people and they're like, hey, you're too tall and too good looking. Maybe. I'm fat and ugly. Yeah. So there ain't no way in hell you're getting into this country, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Get the fuck out. Probably, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. I guess. Okay. Rough, like, what other basis would they have? I don't. Get I mean, it. it's suspicious that he was twice here on a tourist visa for ninety days, okay. but it is. I mean, it is the the god to honest truth, you know, that he said he's not right. working here legally, and he wasn't intending on living here. He was just gonna come here for a couple of weeks, then go back to Germany. He's got a he's got an apartment in fucking Austria and Frankfurt. You know, he's got a business of life there. So it's not like. It's not like he's a he's a you know like a refugee from a poor country that wants to like you know start a new life in the U.S. He just wants to literally just be in this place because it's a great place. L.A. is sunny and there's creative people here. Yeah, you would have met him. That's crazy. Maybe you guys would have fallen in love. But the immigration <laughs> officers put an end to this love story. They stopped oh. it before it could even start. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> is it a COVID thing? Like are they I don't know. I just, during moment? COVID, I feel like they are more strict, for sure. Maybe, but, yeah. But it makes still no sense. But well, that's, with the new Biden administration, because I'm about to embark on the whole green card thing, and uh, they're still saying because there's still a lot of the Trump people, it's not like they just fired everyone. Oh it's no, still, no, no, it's like not right. Yeah. There's still all those people that are still like pretty yeah. hard nosed that are in there, so it would take a while for it to actually mm. like loosen up. So yeah, to man. Speak. That was that was rough, dude. But yeah. So tell us about this uh, SD card. <laughs> I want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> I spent years trying to put that memory away in a dark, Fine. dark place and lock it up and burn the box. So what was the Tulum thing like? What, do you what mean? was the Tulum? I'll, I'll the watch it. Yeah, the like gay festival. We're very homosexual. <laughs> it was just intense, yeah. man. I love how we switched from that again. Like it was just intense being in that like. It was like a big rave. Because okay, once yeah. you go into oh, that, okay. Oh, okay. once you go into the like go into they the dance floor. They all had like floor. assless pants up and stuff. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. What you mean them? Listen, once you <laughs> go you into the dance floor, people? you just enter a zone of like sexual consent. Not because you gave, because people assume that you gave consent. Because people who are there are usually there to like also hook up with people, right? Did you guys look for SD cards down there? Yeah, I brought a lot of SD cards myself. This was good this time. <laughs> I loaded up on SD yeah. cards. I forgot about this. Drive Beach Boy, have you ever had a sugar daddy? I have one right now. <laughs> That's right. Tell us yeah. how. How's the, yeah. like, what's the details? What's the, um, the, the agreement of your contract? Do you have a contract? I don't want to go into the details because I respect the privacy in the sanctuary. I feel that. I feel that. Saying? Okay. But let's just say like I found like a really good friend out of it. A really good friend. Can you say friend? So is it like... A friend that is supporting my journey. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but I mean like honestly like... No, I love that. It's... 
I feel very fucking lucky and I don't want to like jinx anything, but it's just like, yeah, I, I like, I don't know what, I, I don't know if it's like a karma thing or something, but I've like, there's been a few people in my life that have come in and really like helped me and I'm like, holy fuck, that shit does exist. So if you're a good person, I feel like people will, can read that off you I love that, and yeah. they want to help you. Okay. And you don't even have to ask. So it's not it's like, like a transactional thing where it's like clear they want because a lot of times like sugar daddies are like they they it's like a the expectation often is that you have a transactional relationship where you have a sexual exchange in in exchange yeah, for no, money the thing or like is, a it's company. Not, it's, it's not. It's I mean there's it's sexual in the sense that on his side of things, but but then like. Like I've never even met him in person or anything. Okay. But then when, when we, we like we Skype and stuff, but our conversations are very intellectual. We have like one two hour conversations, and we'll just talk about like you know life, politics, like social aspects, like all cool. all kinds of things. And then occasionally I'll ask about like questions about the gay community because I'm trying to learn and, and yeah. shit too. And it's just like we're we're very like clear like clear and open about that stuff too i'll be like oh i'm like i'm like bro so what's a power top what's a power <laughs> but i mean like nice. he'll explain everything like and then we like we just go into t topics about everything like i've been like pretty open with him he's been pr pretty open with me i'm like yeah so he's like hey you ever been with a dude i'm like no i'm like have you ever been with a girl he's like no so it's like we have so much in common i see it's that like but we're very open, so it's like fun oh, now. I see like that. conversations about because I've had a lot of like people like who've paid for stuff or like sugar daddy types where it was actually like beyond. Besides from all that stuff, you take all that stuff away. I really enjoy the conversation with them, and I think that's like the goal. Yeah. So you there say is sugar. I think there's sugar daddies out there that could be like pretty mean and a yeah and and, and, and they kind of feel like they own you and right? they feel like this is they, not that. Situation. And there's an expectation where they feel like if they give you some money or something or buy you right. something, they have right. the right to then. Own your body, your basically. Oh, right. Your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. Pretty much, because to be completely honest, yeah, yeah. It's because just kind of like, right, just a little bit. Just, just, little just bit. Yeah, 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 just a little peaky. Yeah, yeah. sometimes if you don't have big booty, <laughs> you know, you don't need two hands. Just a little peaky. Yeah, two hands is like you've been you've been hitting your squats lately. Okay, I feel that. I feel that better. You know yeah. what I mean. But he's not. It's just like a, on that base. He just like. <laughs> Talks to you every once in a while, Skypes with you. Yeah, no, and it's really good. Do you want to say how much money we're we talking? Are we talking like you can just tell me when, like, is it like a, I don't want to say that. No, uh, no, 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 okay. There's just like there's things I just want to keep that's cool to myself, but like all I gotta say is like I respect the hell out of this guy, like, helped me a lot. That's amazing. My, I think that's a great because yeah. I think he gets something out of it, like, emotionally by having a friend like you and he can help you out and support yeah. you, so it's less of a it's great. I think also, where do you draw the line? When does a sugar daddy become a sugar daddy? You know, because there's always, dude. Like I, I, I've, I mean, I've been a sugar daddy to Jeff. You know, I wanted his attention. I paid for his stuff. I let him stay in my apartment. I paid for the his like fucking hundred dollar steak one night. You know, like is yeah, that uh, uh, does that make me a sugar daddy? You know, I think it's something. Did you? Did, no. Uh, yeah, well, we did. But like you know, I mean, this is well, I don't know. Like I think, how you, you, I think sugar daddy how still do has a sexual sugar? connotation to it. Oh, okay. I feel like there still has to be some exchange. So, like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's just like I don't know. Like I'm pro more private about my life, so maybe I don't want to like say stuff. But like, I mean, he's, 
I still send some sexy stuff yeah. that way. Let's not be, yeah. you know what I mean? But I'm not, you know, there, there's a line where it's like you could still control, as long as you still feel in control of what you're doing. If you're, if you're being pushed out of your comfort zone, yeah. I think that's a whole... That's a whole nother thing, you know what I mean? Well, on that note, because tonight Jeff and I were gonna go to a dinner. We were say invited what? by a very rich man who, through some people I know, invited Jeff because since I put Jeff on my Instagram, I've all the daddies in LA, all the like rich men, they reached out to me because they wanna buy Jeff for 30 minutes to perform. So I've literally got the message like, I've got. What's he gonna perform? I don't know, you know, juggling. I have no idea what he's gonna do, <laughs> exactly. So tonight we're gonna go to a dinner, I agree to, because I'm very open in life, I love going to dinners and just like explore, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go to dinner with Jeff and myself to this meeting to um, potentially negotiate the terms the of Jeff being paid for 30 minutes of sexy time with this person. Don't, if you don't hear from us by like midnight, Call the cops, okay? <laughs> 911. Mario, what is the closest gay thing you've done privately? Well, off camera was definitely with a photographer. And then we're cuddling and stuff, and then he was like, cuddling with my dick. And then basically. Wait, how did you just listen, cuddle? Listen, and then listen, listen. Cuddling with it's the dick. Fine. You're missing it's, it's, some it's, ingredients here. <laughs> no, right? It's New York. Yeah. It's the fashion industry in New York, bro. And I, I will say, though, I will say we also kissed, which was one of the few times when it was. Pretty much consensual. It was still like he was still initiating everything, but I was still like I didn't mind it, you know. So I was like going along with it, and then <laughs> one thing led to the other. I said this before. I've only done this one time with a guy. <laughs> one thing led to the other. Damn, I wish bro. I could have went to Tulum with you guys, not hey, for the hey. gay festival, because I have SD cards too, but. I just mean the experience, man. Like I just want to travel. No, I think honestly, what Nothing. we should do. I feel. You know what? I feel. I feel Nothing. the vibe. I feel the energy between the three of us, and I truly think that we should travel. You know, somewhere. Yes. We should travel somewhere. somewhere. Thank you. My, our goal is we actually. Plan I need a trip. to visit Miami. Honestly, I want to go to Miami. I'll get wait for the, for the winter though. Yeah. Oh. We, we're gonna do a trip. We're gonna. I'm, I want to go to Germany in the summer to like see my family. He's gonna come as well, and then we're gonna go to Bali. Go do to like an in, do like an influencer house in Bali. Have you been to Bali? Oh, I want to go to Bali. You need like a. A visa to go to Bali. Well, right, right now, but like it's fine if this visas oh. are. I've gone there plenty of times. Got tons of friends there, and if I go to Bali, I want to go to the Philippines as well. Philippines, my favorite country in the world. Bro, I'm world. down right now. I'm single, no girlfriend, just got that cat. Hey, I love where this journey's going. Let's do a group hug, yeah. and um, oh, and take yes. a deep breath together. Okay. One, two. Oh, you're starting on me. Okay. One. Oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> One, two, three. Ah, Woosa. I felt nice. Ooh.